favorite podcast mates here, Zach and Jamir. We are talking a little bit about today, the conference finals. We're going to recap the semifinals and get into the conference finals with a little bit of bubble repeat action going on. But before we get there, let's start with the semi the semifinals like where do you want to go first cuz i think that every every series was interesting in its own way every series had its own uh um, set of emotions to it and i think that in a lot of ways it lived up to the hype but in some ways it didn't so what do you, what do you think about that no, I feel you. I feel like the series, in terms of games played in each series, they all delivered, but some of them were not as, some of them, I'll say, the these were digestible. Some of them weren't as digestible as we would like them to be, and for for one reason or another. But yes, definitely back ready for this this episode. I know you have a, a Sixers obituary ready ready to go, so <laughs> we'll we'll save that one. We'll we'll make that one second. Why don't we start with the 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 Heat and Knicks. Oof. That was one series where it was like it got to what six games, but there's a. I was watching a couple of games. I was like, and I kind of just turned them off. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was just a. Uh, uh, it was physical, and that was part of the excitement of it. But it was also just kind of ugly, and the Knicks were just looking real, real uh, questionable. Aside from Jalen Brunson, like Julius Randle, he got two two bad playoff runs. Another one we need. There needs to be a Randall conversation, and RJ Barrett. I think the Knicks are right. I think it's time to move on. But I'm gonna let you go ahead <laughs> before I get too into it. When I look into when I look into this round, it's funny that you say that. I feel like there's a lot of conversations we need to have. I think we need to have conversations about, and, I, and I'll I'll just stick with this series that we're talking about right now, but I, I I think we need to be definitely having a Julius Randle conversation. I also think we need to have a serious RJ Barrett conversation because both of them absolutely stunk it up. I think that they, they just outplayed the Cavs and were more physical than the Cavs, but no one aside from Jalen Brunson really played well in the first round. If you really think about it and look back at the series, because Julius Randle, was in hell against Evan Mobley. And then in this series, you get a 40-point performance in game six on the road from Jalen Brunson, and he has literally no help whatsoever. And you get closed out. You got down 3-1, and it, it just it just was it just was ugly. Like as you said, it was a sloppy, ugly showing from the New York Knicks. I think that they found a star. And Jalen Brunson and somebody who they could carry into the future, especially on a bargain, you know, on the bargain that they got him for, because the way that he played this season, he's going to be do a whole lot of money in the future if he continues to have a run like this in New York. But again, a lot of people had a lot to say going into this season about them going all in on Jalen Brunson, but they uh, they clearly saw something that we didn't. That man played like a superstar. He controlled the Cavaliers series. The games that they won, 
in this series, he he controlled or had a hand in winning each time. And again, I think that you kind of have to look at the rest of the roster if you're the New York Knicks and say, okay, we have something to build off of now. We have a player that we might be able to really go forward and continue to win with. We need to build a roster around him and get somebody next to him that's better than him. So that that's my that's my thing with the that, with the Knicks. Shout out to the Heat. I don't have really much to say about the Heat. They did what they were supposed to do. They played good defense. They made the games rough. They made things difficult on Julius Randle, and they were the Miami Heat of old. Right. Counted out, doubted, but they proved people wrong yet again. I, I had the Knicks in seven and. For the second series in a row, I was dead wrong. So, shout out to the Heat. Real rap. Yeah, not much to say about the Heat. Although, you know, Kevin Love definitely definitely was a major. He's like the best buyout signing we've seen in the last few years, definitely, at this point. He's helped them. He's actively helped them win two series now. And I'm not, I'm not going to say they would have lost. They wouldn't have made it this far without him. But he's certainly making life a lot easier. Like, those those uh, three straight... Um, Outlet passes he had on the on the break, you know. I think that was like I think it was game one that happened. Like you know, this game changing thing. Those those things are game changing, and Kevin Love's definitely been a, a huge player in that. It'll be interesting interesting to see if he can survive against the Celtics though, because like a guy like Kevin Love is the kind of player that gets eaten alive in a series against a team like Boston. Just big and slow and not a defensive presence whatsoever. He can <laughs> I don't know if Kevin. I don't know if this Kevin Love is uh out rebounding Rob Williams. You know what I mean? Or even Al Horford. Or uh, yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how his role changes in the next series. But yeah, when it comes to the Knicks, real quick, like you're saying, they just they just need they need another guy. It's just the problem is like what guys are available. Like Donovan Mitchell was out there, and he would have been a nice addition, but um like. Who are they gonna go after next? Like, there's like Bradley Beals. No, everyone's always wondering if Bradley Beals available. I don't know if he's the right answer. Cat Cat is probably gonna be looked at. I don't think he's the right answer. So at that point, it's like, you know, where do you go from there? Um, yeah, I don't know which other stars would be available at this point who are even worth considering for them. Like you said, the the next guy they get, if they get, do get a guy, it has to, that person has to be better than Brunson. Or it's not even worth it. It's not because you're doing. You just don't want to do the same thing. And I think uh, I agree with you. Cat is definitely a name that I've heard and a name that I've seen. But the thing is, I'd almost be willing to take. I'd rather damn there take Julius Randle versus Cat. <laughs> at least, at least Jalen, you know, Julius Randle can play some defense. It's right. been proven. He can play defense. He's not a complete novice when he gets double teamed and he, 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 he'll put shots up. It's just about if he's going to hit him or not in the playoffs. Julius Randle is soft. Well, not, not Julius Randle. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cat soft. I think the big thing here actually is more so that the next person, the guy they get quote unquote needs to be better than Julius Randle needs to believe that person is better than him because part of the issue was like, yes, Brunson was doing this thing, but Julius Randle, you know, he, he was the old star. He got the old NBA um, placement, and you know, fairly enough, if you if he has those next things next to his name, he feels like 
he's one of those guys, but he has like not played like in the playoffs. And you see some of the shots he's taking and some of the decisions he's making on the court. And it's like, he's needs, he needs to be, if the person that they get is not above him in his mind, it's just going to be the same issues. I think if Julius Randle could be reined in, and if he's re- if he's able to be reined in, I think he can be much closer to the person he is in the regular season. Just in terms of you know he's he won't be having a, he won't feel the need to drive through double teams, won't feel the, feel the need to take post fadeaways and step back threes because that's just like all right, I got someone else on the team who's who's more you know who I should have the who should have the ball more, and if I have the ball, I have to just make a quick you know a, a smart play. Like so, yeah, I don't know. I think that's the main thing. Like, I guess inherently the person that would be that that person that would allow Randall to think they're better than him would inherently be better than better than Brunson. But I think it's more so about Julius Randall, like kind of taking a step back. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have much else to add to this series. This was one of those series where it was like wasn't as digestible as I was yeah. like I was saying earlier. But I don't know. I'm ready to switch gears. Switch gears to other Eastern Conference series, if you are. Yes, sir. Uh, I just, I just in close. I think that the Knicks have a really good guard rotation. I think that Josh Hart played really well overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, he struggled a little more offensively in this series, but I like Josh Hart. I think he, I think he, he's found a true home in New York. I think it would fit if they resigned him. Uh, quickly going down hurt them in this series offensively for sure, but I think that quick Brunson Hart. Uh, even Quentin Grimes, he showed that he has toughness. I think that they have a good guard rotation uh, that's young going into the future. I think that they just need to figure out what's going on at the at the four and the the the, the three and the four. I, I think they just need to figure that out because I like Mitchell Robinson as well and Hartenstein um, as their their five men. So yeah, that's 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 it for me. But yeah, feel you. They have good pieces. They have they have a good path to improving. They have draft picks. They have a RJ Barrett could be a nice centerpiece in a, a trade for a team that still believes he can be more than he is. I don't know. I don't I, know. I, who. I'm off the RJ Barrett train. I've never been on it for real, but no, he's he's a, a young wing. <laughs> oh, if OG Ananobi is worth four draft picks, I think you can get something nice for RJ Barrett if you have believe in his ability to improve. But. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what they do next. I'm looking forward to see how they, how they move next year, or next season, I guess. Absolutely. But why don't you why don't you get us started with uh the Sixers series and that ended with a uh, Jason Tatum old time old time W and a Joel Embiid and James Harden combo, old time L. <laughs> they, they they both just played so bad, so so bad, and. <sighs> I don't know. It was just crazy. I think Joe Mazzulla is very questionable. This series has made me question him more than ever. Joe Mazzulla is very questionable. I don't know why you don't start Alan Alan Rob after like the first L because it's very obvious that Robert Williams would have won us the game had he been out there. But and then the timeout thing was just a whole debacle. But yeah, they they pulled it out. Why don't you go ahead get get the Sixers obituary going? I wish listeners could see your face right now. Oh, oh man. This game seven, like, the okay, let's get it out the way. Jason Tatum dominated the last 60 minutes of the series. Yeah. Very much so. 
and destroyed our season in the last 60 minutes. The first three games, well, the first, what? The first five games in 36 minutes, we had the series in hand. We had the season, we had the Celtics season in hand. We just needed one more quarter. We needed 12 minutes. And we do it again. Game seven, to me, is a wash because it should have been over in six. I think once you get to game seven, you've already beaten this team on the road twice. The writing was kind of on the wall at that point. You're going back to TD Garden. The same thing happened a year ago when the, the Bucks got up 3-2, lost at home, and then got bombed at home the same way damn near. Mm-hmm. So the writing was on the wall, and from the looks of it, James Harden and Joel Embiid only had but so much in them. Doc Rivers and Joe Mazzulla look bad in this series, not just Joe Mazzulla. Joe Mazzulla was very questionable with a lot of things he did, his rotations. I agree with you. Pick. Um, he definitely should have utilized Rob more in game one for sure, to cut those rim runs off because we got to the rim way too much in game one. And then he he should have stuck with Rob Williams a lot more against Joel, period. Right. Because right. I wouldn't have had to do as much switching and helping and all kind of stuff. And then, you know, it just it, it just was bad. Like there's, there's some, there, there were too many situations where Joel Embiid was posting up Derek White or Marcus Smart. Yes, Marcus Smart be guarding fours and fives, but I don't care that he does it a lot because Joel Embiid, sorry, bro. I don't know why this man keeps calling my phone. <laughs> but regardless, Joel Embiid is seven feet tall, 280. Like, I don't care how great of a defender you are at 6'4", you're going to get bodied. Mm-hmm. Like, but I will say Joe Mazzulla made up for it in games. He coached his ass off game seven, which but he definitely was, he was helped a lot by Jason Tatum just Hitting whatever shot. Jason Tatum made it easy for him. The thing is, yeah. is, all it is is Jason just okay. Jason Tatum is feeling it. Give him the damn basketball. He's going to score every time because we're not going to we're not going to do anything defensively because T- Tobias bum ass Harris is going to guard him. He's too slow. De'Anthony Melton is going to guard him. He's too small. Mm-hmm. Joel's going to guard him. He's too slow, etc. Just yeah. give him the damn ball. Let him score. If he's hot, keep giving him the ball. And then when we start doubling, then it's really over if we're hitting shots. And that's exactly what happened. Right. Boston Not started good. hitting shots, and it was over. At least defensively, Missoula put a – he had a good game plan out there. They they were making proper switches. They were making uh, – at first, with P.J. Tucker getting those 11 points, you know, they were they were overhelping. He had Rob, Rob – I don't know if it was Joe or Rob's decision, but – just moving over like an extra step really just changed, took Peach out the game. There's a lot of smart, small decisions were made and all of them are possible because surprise, surprise, we decided to play our five best players, but you know, and our, and our best rim protector against um, one of the most dominant big men in NBA history. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> a hard decision, I know. I will say this too. I will say that. I would say that Joe Mazzulla was helped out a hell of a lot, not only 
by Jason Tatum's hot hand on the offensive end because again it made it easy as hell because all he had to do was that was when when they finally decided to double after him getting like thirty five mm-hmm. and it was already too goddamn late. Then this is they 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 you know Boston was hitting warm up shots, and so then defensively too, we the Celtic the Sixers we helped y'all very much so because they gave up. And the thing is, we saw the I saw this in game I saw this in game two. We come out on the floor, lackadaisical, and 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 here's the thing, right? I was telling somebody this earlier. I don't remember who. I was on the phone with somebody earlier, but we went into the half and we played a terrible half down three. I'm thinking, okay, like I, I felt good going into the second half. My thing is, it's mm-hmm. 55, 52. Nobody on the team but PJ Tucker has had a good game. Jason Tatum has 25, and we are down three points. We're in good shape. Yeah. We have an MVP and a dude has who has beaten you twice. With forty point performances, Tyrese Maxey and PJ Tucker is filling it today. I'm thinking, okay, we can turn it on, but then we just and and and, and just I've seen this so many damn times, and ultimately I think this is going to get Doc Rivers fired. But I've seen so many times where the Sixers just look dead, like literally dead, like dead dead on the floor, like. Even game six, they did it like um, when Tatum started getting hot. Like you said, in the last the last sixty minutes, Tatum won the series. Yes, fourth quarter when Tatum started getting hot, and they had like a, they was on like a three or five point game or something like that. It was like a turnover, and the, the yes. Sixers were walking up the court. Yes, and like the Celtics just ran up and got a quick foul and got to the line because like, what, like what the hell? I guess just like that. It was game two. It was game game two, and then the last sixty minutes, of the fourth quarter of game six, and pretty much all of game seven, especially in the second half, we saw this last year. We tied the series up two two, and they showed they showed some fight the first four games, but then after the the first four games of the series, we just kind of stalled out. We take bad, we take dumbass shots, bad shots, and then it's like we take these shots. There's nobody hustling for an offensive rebound. Y'all come back, y'all hit another shot. We come down. Maybe one or two people touch the ball. Then we take another shot. Miss. Lacks a days of cool on the defensive end. You come down, another shot. Our energy is lost. Dot calls timeout. If you're on the road, it's really bad because the, the crowd is going crazy. And it's like, wake the hell up, man! Yeah. Like that's been it's, that was an issue with the Sixers all year. Like if, if you remember back to like October when the season started, <sighs> and they were struggling. It was like everyone was like, why aren't they playing? Why aren't they getting back on defense? Why aren't they running on fast breaks? Why aren't they? Why aren't they showing any urgency? And it came back to bite them in the end. Truly, that's what I'm saying. It's just like wake the hell up. You were just damn like. Even when we were down, because I think I think there was one point where it was uh, seventy, it was seventy three to fifty. I want to say fifty eight, and yeah. I'm thinking we still can win the damn game. It's the third quarter, we're down fifteen points. 
if you cut it down to single digits, say seven, you cut that lead in half, you still have more than half a quarter to cut the lead down to seven. The thing is, it just felt like there was no fight. It's like, I'm going to just put up a dumbass shot, make it seem like I care somewhat, or I'm make it seem like I'm trying to play, then I'm going to come back and let this man, Jason Tatum, do whatever he wants to do. And And, and to me at this point, I've grown so frustrated because I've seen just like it just the like there's just been a level a lack of urgency and i'm sitting here like i'm like i turned the game off i think jason tatum he hit like a step back three like some crazy ass step back three and i said i've had enough probably the one he did on melton when he i think so (laughs) i think so he like did some crossover some crazy crossover pull up and then i said yeah i'm gonna turn this off i don't i don't because and i did this last year like, I literally did this last year because the thing, and I said last year, I don't have time to watch grown men quit their job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get up early in the morning on, on, on multi, I get up early in the morning almost every day. People can ask, you know, people can tell you, you can ask. I get up in the morning and I got to go to work. I ain't making none of the money you make. So for you to be sitting here quitting, like, I, it's, it's it's insane. Like, it just blew my mind. And to me, I think that ultimately, I say this ultimately to say that something needs to change immediately. Doc Rivers, I I will start with Doc Rivers. Um, something got something got to change. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's time. Something has I think to. Doc change. is done. Doc's got to be. It has to be. I think he's done. Daryl Morey might be too. Nick Nurse would be a good pickup for y'all. That's what I, I've been saying that. I've been saying that. I really had I I'm really on a Nick Nurse train. I'm very I'm very high on a Nick Nurse train. I think Monty Williams wouldn't be a bad one either. Hey, I don't know. He's he's he coached a good he's done a good job last few years. He has. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. I'll I, I will give him that. But I'll say he's misman he he he's mismanaged a uh young center in Aiton. Hell yeah! I can't. I can't speak to how well he would do. Was managed the hell out of uh, out of him at this but, point. Aiton's probably gone. Oh yeah, yeah. And we'll get there, but we'll get Aiton's probably gone. But yeah, I think Nick Nurse probably would be the best bet. Get a roster that fits his needs. I would like, love Nick Nurse. Some people were saying, "Oh, I don't know if he could fit." I don't know, and I'm saying, I would love Nick Nurse as a coach because I feel like. At the very least, there's going to be a level of urgency that's consistent. And fact of the matter is, when a team gets a new coach, a lot of times, it depends on the team. Like the Celtics, for example, with Ime Joko being, you know, dismissed for whatever he actually did. Like Joe Mazzullo was, just, he got, an, he, you know, Joe Mazzullo just got, kind of got the team. But in most situations where a coach is fired and a new coach is hired, there's at least something done to make the team fit the coach's needs, unless the team is like, you know, a proven win, or a team like is like ready to win, but the Sixers have proven that they're they need something. So I think yeah. any coach that comes in, they're gonna have a hand in off season moves following their hiring. Yeah, I don't even want to get into the Sixers off season moves. I also I will also say this though, and I'll lead I'll I'll I'll, I'll be brief with it, but I think that I, I'm I'm not gonna be honest. I didn't like the officiating in the series either. 13 officiating errors against the Philadelphia Sixers versus four 
against the Celtics in a close game six. I was screaming the whole game, and to see that statistic pissed me off a lot more as a Sixer fan. I don't know how you can be that one-sided when it comes to officiating errors and officiating in general. Uh, But nonetheless, there were a lot of moments where we beat ourselves. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of, in in, in game seven, we showed no fight. We showed no tenacity. We showed no sense of urgency. The only person who I can sit here and, and, and not look at and say, that, you know, they showed up was P.J. Tucker. We've talked, you know, everybody has talked at nauseam about how he doesn't score and why does he play so many minutes when he doesn't do anything. He scored 11 points in the first quarter in the game seven. What more can you ask from him? You know what I mean? And he only played 20 minutes. So he showed, he showed some fight. I'd say he, him, showed, him and yeah. he showed urgency and he showed fight. And the thing is, I don't know why the hell he, he – played so few minutes I think that he should have played a lot more because when we went on that run we were on that run that was he wasn't in there because he would have he I think he would have laid into people's asses on the court and that's mm-hmm. what you brought him there for to play him so few minutes and so yeah like I, again um I'm just I'm just very pissed off about the overall situation because again the Celtics like Joe Mazzulla really didn't do a good job against us at all. Mm-mm. He 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 coached a terrible series, and if Spo has anything to say about it, they, the the Celtics are going to have a much tough tougher time against the you know the Heat. Just not even from a talent perspective, but just from a fundamental and a strategic perspective, because Joe Mazzulla has shown chinks in his armor. But we'll get there. But I, that that's pretty much it, though. I I really don't have anything else to say. I think this, you know, I've as a as a fan of the Philadelphia 76ers, I've been here being eliminated in the first and second round for what like five, six straight years now. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it 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 gets old, you know. I I can't really. Hey, it gets old. Yeah. Same shit, different team, different series. Possibly different coach next year. It's the same same thing. Right. Yeah. Well, let me just move on then, especially for time's sake. Let's just jump Absolutely. to the next one. Absolutely. Why don't we why don't we go Denver? Denver Suns. <laughs> another another uh not another series that wasn't digestible as you'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. The Suns the Suns they showed up in the games they won, but it was just like a, it is just, you know, like I said, it really came down to like when we talked about it, broke it down. Like I said, the Suns just didn't have enough basketball players. That's a fact. The Nuggets, the Nuggets did. The Nuggets had the best player in the series. Um, Devin Booker and Durant, they they definitely had some superstar, supernova games that they won, but not KD. <laughs> <laughs> not KD. <laughs> Speaking of conversations we need to have, goddamn. I mean, oh goodness. I think he kind of got, he got, I think he kind of, he, he he made his bed this year. He made his bed. He shit his bed. Let's put it that way. He, he, he got this exactly, he got into the exact situation he wanted and he got what he got. 
the grass is not always greener. Let this let, let this be a lesson, kids. Hell no. Let's 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 dive into this a little bit. So first of all, Jokic is playing out is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. He's playing. Man, he 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 is on one right now. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a t- like dealing with him is gonna be a very tough task. Like right. All jokes aside, the thing is the team is really feeding off of him very well. I think that defensively, they still show that they can be cooked. But I think that the fact that they only had to deal with like two people for real, for real, really played into their favor. And they were able to make adjustments. I don't know. It's just, like you said, Jokic is really just on one. This is the best basketball like we've probably seen him play MVP, you know, two, two-time MVP, of course. So, of course, he's been playing great basketball for the last three, four years, but mm-hmm. five years, six years. <laughs> but This dude is going this, out, of his, is out of his mind right now, dude. Yeah. He's truly, like, untouchable. And like you said, they're playing off him. Jamal Murray's been playing cooking. once again. He's cooking. Jamal Murray's cooking. So, you know, another year, another playoff run, doing what he has to do. Michael Porter Jr. He's he's been up and down, but when he's when he's on, he's on. And Aaron Gordon's been definitely playing, you know, playing a, another a great playoff run himself. Um, their bench, their bench is still questionable, but they're getting what they need with their Bruce Brown and uh, Christian Brown. We'll see how they do against the Lakers. That's about to be tested. Yeah, the Lakers have more depth than. That's definitely about to be tested now. You know, Lakers depth is, is is playoff ready at this point. Like it's undeniable now. So. Yeah, but Denver is just – I'm excited to see this Laker. You know, this is when – like I was saying, though, when the playoffs started, this is a series I was, I was wanting. So, we're getting, we're getting in the conference finals, which is actually, you know, going to be a, a much bigger battle than the, uh, any first-round series. So, mm-hmm. the both teams are definitely going to be playing playing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't have much else to add. Really, the Suns just went out real sad. Like, they won a couple games, but the way they won was just basically, like, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker combined for, like, 80, 80 points. So, so, like, yeah, they won. There's no, there no real nuance to it <laughs> besides that. It's, it, it's, it's funny, like, it's funny how I just said, you know, same shit, different year with the Sixers. It's ironic as hell how, and I don't want to, I don't want to, like, skim over the fact that they were down damn near 30 or 30 at halftime again to another, you know, white foreign player <laughs> that <laughs> is a superstar. Like, Luka Doncic had them by the throat last year, and then Jokic comes out a year later and has his foot on their neck and is laughing. So, yeah, this that's bad. That's two seasons in a row you getting destroyed and dismantled by your conference opponents. And it's funny because so many teams, like two years in a row now, we're, we're talking about a team that people looked at as a championship contender. Mm-hmm. As soon as the Kevin Durant move was made, a lot of people were like, ooh, that team is going to be really hard to beat. Chris Paul, injuries. I, you know, I, I, don't know what you, I don't know what you can do there. He's always hurt at the wrong time. Eight and mm-hmm. Eight and nine times out of ten, he's gone. Nine point nine times out of ten, he's gone. I I don't see them reviving the, and rekindling that friendship or relationship 
I don't see it happening. I think that uh, Boston, well, uh, not Boston. I think that Phoenix is going to go after a big name coach. I can see Bud there. I can see somebody else landing there. But they're going to go after somebody big. Uh, Ishbia is, is making a lot of moves. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, I'm just saying, I was just going to add that they're probably, they're going to definitely reload that bench because their bench was abysmal. The yeah. entire series. Like with the eight, whatever, eight, whatever eight and trade they make, and Lord help them if they don't make an eight and trade at all. But whatever eight and trade they make, they gotta, they gotta, I think they should worry more about getting quality players versus getting a guy. Because, like you said, like the, you're paying Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. Like you're not, there's, there's no money to be, to be spent on, players so you need to get these players through trade or get players on on bargain bargain bin deals so i think they need to focus on getting two guys like for just a good example i feel like a clint capella type player like that player that archetype is what they need at the five versus like a you know a post up big like eight in post up big uh mediocre defense good when he's ready to I think that that's something that's going to work with that team. They just need like a, a a big man who's a rim runner, block shots, rebound well. But yeah, they got a lot of work to do. They have a good foundation. Duran Booker, that's that's a great place to start. Um, yeah. Chris Paul, that there needs to be a Chris Paul conversation as well. Oh yeah, but yeah, they got a lot of work to do. If I'm them, I'm I'm trying to see what's up with Peyton Pritchard, get him on the low, get a nice backup point guard who can actually hit some shots. Plays shows toughness. I like campaign though. I, I like what campaign did this series. Campaign was the only dude who showed up in game seven. Yeah, he did, but also he's just been he just asked for like 80% of the year otherwise. Like he wasn't getting much run most of the year, and he's like their only backup point guard. You know what I mean? Fair point. He just he had a he's had he has his moments. He can he can when he gets on a heater, he looks good, but when he's not hot, he's real bad. I think they need this need these need steady solid players. They need one hundred percent. You're going to show up and just like give them something. Even if they're not hitting shots, just give them something. Right. I I I think this right. I agree with you one hundred percent. I think that the Aiton trade, you got to get as much as you can out of eight, meaning two, maybe even three players. Because the thing is, again, he was a he was a He's a former first what overall pick? Yeah. So the draft. You you can move him for veterans. Like I could even see him, I don't know, like what's a good what's a what's a good team? Like That's maybe <laughs> like Charlotte? Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte? If they if they don't get they don't win the Wimbim Yama sweepstakes, I think that Charlotte. Would wouldn't be a bad spot. I think that he can go somewhere, get a fresh start. I think Is that Spurs, interested? Spurs, if they don't win the Wimbledon trade, yeah. I mean, but they don't really have any like, like who are they gonna give up? Keldon Johnson? They're not giving up Keldon, right? Like I don't who know who do they have. The trade is kind of hard to pull off, but we'll see I what mean, happens. I like Charlotte because you can you you can look at Hayward, uh, who. Another injury prone guy. He's injury prone, but when he's on the court, and the thing is, like, he's he's a guy that I think 
he's more injury prone because he's being over overly played and overly utilized. Where he he would you know he would be a secondary ball handler, and he can facilitate hit open shots. He won't have to exert as much energy on that team. A guy like Cody Martin, like vets. I think you can definitely use some vets and also maybe an influx of some youth. And I and, and I think they're definitely going to have to rebuild that three position for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that what the options they had weren't 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 good enough. Sure. Who 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 who's worse at the three? The Cavs or the Suns? Give me that answer. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Dylan Brooks. <laughs> That's why we play defense. <laughs> hey, Dylan Brooks would be a bad move. Yeah, wouldn't he lie to you? Dylan Brooks would not be a bad move for this squad. A nice plan C, plan D. Yeah, I I pick him up if I'm Phoenix. The funny guy, look at the price tag though. Yeah, if he not if he's not expensive, I mean he can't shoot a lick, so he shouldn't be expensive. All right. So, I, I I yeah um ultimately. Phoenix has a lot of things to do. And yo, a thought popped into my mind. We've seen it happen once with KD already. But dig this, right? What if the Suns got J.J. Redick to coach there? I don't know, man. I think I'm <laughs> Dealing with uh, what what they got going on, they got to win in like three years. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna pick. Up, I don't think they pick up JJ Redick, but if they did, that would be that would be hilarious. <laughs> You'd be like Katie, be like Steve Nash two point oh. I'd be interested. I'd I'd like to see it. I think that'd be interesting to say the least. I'd be interested in JJ Redick because he's he's smart. Yeah, shit. But hey, um. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say about that series. Let's let's move on to the, the Lakers and Warriors. The, the that that was a superstar showdown. Definitely big big name series. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron Steph, uh, part five. As we know, LeBron won that one in a rather convincing fashion. Absolutely, I will say this series. What like in con- contrast to uh, how like the Boston series made me like with uh, Joe Mazzulla. This series made me really appreciate Darvin Ham. He coached a great series. Hell yeah, he did. He he started off Vanderbilt on Steph, good choice, and then the Warriors bounced back, and you know they they blew that up. So Darvin Ham made other adjustments, and he Darvin Ham kept adjusting and adjusting and adjusting until the Warriors were were beat to submission. So I give him kudos for that. Yeah, Lakers definitely. I think I had Lakers in seven, so I ended up in six. So. I expect them to win, but I thought it'd be a little a little tougher than it was. Yeah, the Warriors just look kind of kind of burnt out, bro. Though, bro, they look done. Like Kaminga don't play, and he's supposed to be your next star. And James Wiseman is out in Detroit playing playing with playing with eight other centers, and <laughs> Clay Thompson is just out there shooting up, throwing up bricks. He just Clay Thompson's like stuck in this like I need to get back to where I used to be thing, and it's. It's it's always sad to see when people are like trying to be who they used to be. <laughs> the good old days. So far, we on a sprinkling Saint season uh season six shit right now. <laughs> it's just oh man, the good old days. Draymond, Draymond was out there just 
doing a whole bunch of hoopla and it just got dark. They got to pay him and Jordan Poole was just he was a no show. Trying to tackle people, basically. <laughs> just playing terrible. Jordan yeah. Poole was bad. Yeah, I don't know, State. man. Oh, God. Golden State. And the sad part is that they probably have to run it back because what else are they going to do? But they don't. They just look bad. I, well, I'll say this. I'll start here, right? I think that the problems, and I may have mentioned this before, but the problems for me with Golden State, again, stem from the fact that they were very much looking forward to this youth movement that they were able to collect in between those two championship runs that they had, you know, their last run with KD and then the couple years that they had off per se, mm-hmm. they built a, they got a pretty good, you know, young group with Kaminga, Poole, Moody, Wiseman. And this, these guys were supposed to be, even Wiggins, to an extent, is younger. They yeah. were supposed to be the youth movement of the Golden State Warriors. And they were supposed to be the next wave of the Golden State Warriors as this older, you know, older group phased out. And the problem is that there was no development. Right, those dudes. Like, how do you? How does Kuminga not play against the big, a big physical Warriors team? Kuminga's one of the biggest physical dudes on your team. How do you not play him? Like, what is happening there? What is Lakers, yeah. garbage? Like, is there? Does the coach? Does Kerr not like fuck with him? Like, what's there's something? There's a major disconnect that they need to address yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah, it's that. That is that has greatly, greatly hurt them, and I think that. They were very much hoping that that youth group would really be the answer, and it really has not been. I think that they expended so much on that dynasty, you know, that, that what, what was it, three out of four? four? Four years out of five where they were in the finals with KD and – they expended so much on that, and then even last year, you know, they were able to find a way to get back with with uh, in in flux, you know, influx of vets, and mm-hmm. Jordan Poole really showing up to the show, and they were able to get it done, but just the lack of development for the young the youth players, I think, has really set them back big time because now it's like, damn, what the hell do we do? Their defense was terrible this year again. Uh, and it's like, because like Steph and Clay are getting older, and as they get older, their defense has regressed. Clay used to be a, a two way. He's a he's a he he ain't even a good one way right now because he can't shoot. Um, Steph he used to play a lot harder defensively, but now he has to carry the team offensively half the time. Yeah, so he, I feel like part of it is like the he, like you said he has to do a. Mi- he has to do the heaviest lifting he's ever done yes offensively and then defensively it's like Steph physically he's limited but he, I think he's a great defender I think he's a good defender overall but it's hard to even you, when the rest of your team's not playing good defense you can only do so much right you only plug so many holes as one person no matter how great you are on, on yeah, that and, end and Draymond Draymond is is, is is feeling the brunt of that on the other side 
of yeah. trying to fill fill as many holes as possible defensively. And the thing is, he still was very good. Like when, like if you look at the analytics, he did a very good job. Yeah, of just you know doing things that you don't see in the stat sheet. And he averaged, he averaged you know quality quality numbers, quality triple single numbers, should I say? But <laughs> you're definitely seeing the loss of I feel like Clay's offense hurt them. Jordan Poole was a no-show. And this was a bad matchup. Yeah. I think that the physicality and the not only the physicality, but you could see the you could see that the Lakers had a spring in their step that the Warriors didn't have. Right. You know, they 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 played faster, they played bigger, they were stronger, they just athletically dominated them and you you saw like I think that game one kind of set the tone for what was going to happen you know Clay Steph and Jordan Poole all hit six threes and they still lose so I think that ultimately set the tone for this series all right Looney get Looney getting sick didn't help but I don't think Looney being unsick saves the saves the Warriors this time yeah it doesn't I don't think so Looney definitely he carried. He. I'm not gonna say he carried them to the finals. Obviously, Steph Curry was the the main driver, but they got to the finals because of Looney. Looney saved them in two straight series last year, and he saved them again against the Kings. But I don't think he, could, he couldn't save them against the Warriors against the Lakers. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, it was over, and they just played a lot faster. You you, you can see the difference. They just had so much spring. Like you see guys like Austin Rivers getting up the floor. You see guys like even when Anthony Davis, like when Anthony Davis was heat was was cooking, that boy was working. Mm-hmm. Ron, you can still you can see that he still has something left in the tank, etc. So it just they just got beat by a better team. Uh, I thought that the Warriors were gonna get it done, but if I'm being honest, if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I I assess a couple of things, right? Is it time to break this down and rebuild? Because if that's the case, then I'm moving. I'm moving on from. I'm moving on from Clay, and I'm moving on from Clay. Draymond has an opt-in, and I really wouldn't be worried about Draymond as much if if we don't plan on winning anymore. If we do plan on winning, I look at trading Jordan Poole immediately. I think that the punch has ruined any chance of Draymond and not even just Draymond, but Jordan Poole and his team really getting back to one accord. So. And also just a a quick fun fact and note, this was Steve Kerr's first loss in a Western conference playoff series. Oh, wow. Which is nuts to think about. He's never lost in the Western conference before. So that says a lot. Yeah, it's like just like that. Jordan, she's like, oh, uh, he's never, never lost the finals. But but um, let's just ignore ignore the other fact, the fact that uh, you know, he missed the playoffs this year that year. <laughs> Steve Kerr also missed the playoffs a couple of times, but you know, it's whatever, no big deal. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he but, lost the play. He lost the playing game. He only won in, in playing games. Yeah. Oh, well, wait, 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 wait. Not only one. What is he? Um. 0-2 in playing games. 
Yeah. They lost to the Lakers and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies yeah. That's hilarious. That was hilarious. But anyway. Why don't we just go ahead and jump to the, the, the Nuggets, Lakers, since we're in the West. We can jump back to the East. Mm-hmm. Going. So I'm going to go ahead and just get the prediction out there. I think the Nuggets win the series. I hate to say it. I really do like – I want to see LeBron succeed. Now, it'd be nice to see him, you know, get another shot at H38. But I think the Nuggets are just a better – not even say better. I think the Nuggets are a better overall team. Jokic, Jokic has just been on a tear. Jamal Murray, he's been wilding. Uh, you know, KCP has been solid. You know, we were talking about all those guys and how they've been doing well. But – yeah, I just think Jokic is really just going to carry them over the top, truly. Um, Anthony Davis is not going to be able to sit in the paint. He's gonna, Anthony Davis is going to have to come out the paint. I don't trust Vanderbilt to necessarily try and stop AD and then Jokic hovering. Uh, Jokic uh, ro- roaming in the paint and playing off of Aaron Gordon. That's probably something they're going to try. I don't think that's going to work out too well. Mm-hmm. I think Jokic is going to eat, eat uh, anyone else alive. I think it has to be Anthony Davis, just in terms of pure size and physicality that Jokic brings to the table. Lakers Lakers have a lot of big, strong dudes, but Jokic is just a, you know, he's just a different breed. Like, and with that, he's going to drag Anthony Davis out the paint. The back door is going to be insane. You know, Aaron Gordon is going to be flying in for like probably three or four back, back door dunks a game. Uh, yeah, I just think the offense, the Nuggets bring to the table is going to be a little too, too complex and too much for the Lakers. I do think the Lakers have a chance. But Anthony Davis needs to show up every – he's been having off games every series. Can't have that. Needs to show up every game. LeBron's going to show up. I don't think there's anyone – Aaron Gordon will give him trouble at this stage of his career defensively, but Aaron Gordon's – I don't – you know, Aaron Gordon's probably also going to be guarding Anthony Davis because, like, how Jokic is going to cook Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis is going to get him right back. So I think really a lot of it comes down to essentially the matchups and the defensive matchups and – Again, Darvin Ham's gonna have to gonna have to coach a great series to win this. Um, Lakers are the deeper roster, like we said, but I don't know. I just don't know if those role players are gonna be enough to take them over the top. What do you think? For a team that started the year two and ten, a team that rose from the ashes when they were counted out and had a, a, a 0.3% chance to make the finals at one point. I think they're going. Then they're going back. They're going back to the finals? I like it. I like it. I think they go back to the finals in six. Mm. Here's why. I'm not surprised. I I truly believe they can win. This is a hard series for me. Yeah. I, I believe they can win because, number one, when you look at how Denver, how we say Denver played so well and crushed the Suns, they beat a Suns team that, for all intents and purposes, had two players, and it took them six games to do it. Yeah. They just went up against a lax. And, and, and here's my thing, right? Like, I, I know you said that AD has had a bunch of in-between games. That's been a big concern for every, you know, from everybody's perspective. And I agree that that is something to to look at and think about. But again, you just like, you just had Jokic with free food against Aiton for an entire series. Jokic is not 
I mean, Rudy Gobert was is a good defender, but I don't I don't know if Jokic has been challenged yet. Yeah, so it's like AD is going to be the it's going to be by far, in my opinion, the best thing he's seen for sure. On both ends, and it took a lot for them to deal with guys like Landry Shamit. And TJ Warren, who barely played, and Jack Landale and Bismack Bayambo. It took them six games to get it done there. You have to deal with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And then the thing is, the other to, the key to me in this series ultimately is going to be the others. Right. I think that Austin Reeves is going to come to play. Always does. Rui Hachimura is going to have something to say. Vanderbilt. D'Lo. Beasley. Even Lonnie Walker was showing up. They have a posse around these guys. Like, it's not just LeBron and AD. They really have a complete team that shows up. And they play fast, too. Yeah. Like, it. that's another thing. Like, Phoenix, it took them a couple games to realize, like, all right, we got to play faster. The Lakers going to come out running. And we saw what the Phoenix Suns did like in, when they started playing faster. The, like, they're, they're going to come out running. So I, I think that that's going to be uh, that's going to that's, that's gonna be interesting. And then also, my last point here is that when you talk about complexity, we're talking about a team that just beat Golden State in six. Now, mind you, again, you know, Clay Thompson didn't play great. But just the way that Steve Kerr runs his offense and the way that they play, like you, the fact that you have to defend so well in transition, et cetera, mm-hmm. I think well prepares them for a team with, you know, a lot of backdoor action, a big man that can – you know, play the floor, et cetera. I think that I think that the Warriors prepared them well for what they're about to see. So I think that the Lakers are going to get back to the finals. And they've been they've been terrific on their home floor as well. Yeah. I think they still won in Denver and win in six. Make a good point. Cause like you're saying, the Lakers Lakers have been prepared by their last matchup. And I don't know if the Nuggets last matchup helps them get ready for their next matchup. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. So not at all. Yeah. I like it. I respect it. We'll see. We'll see. It'll, be, it'll be a hell of a series, though. This is one I was looking forward to, bro. So I'm glad it's happening. Mm-hmm. I believe game one is tomorrow. Yep, eight thirty. That's gonna be one hell of a. That's hours one hell of a game. Actually. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Why don't we jump to the east? Boston, Miami. <laughs> this was a matchup I was dreading. <laughs> From the beginning of the playoffs, you were dreading them playing you in round one, and you wind up you wind up having to see them in round three. How does that feel? Because <laughs> they don't, well, they just don't, they just don't know how to die, bro. Like, don't go away. They won't. They're they're like freaking roaches, bro. <laughs> but I think this is the third time they've been each other in the conference finals in the last four years. They've, Five years, yeah, so, yeah, something like that. They, yeah, four years, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, this is also the weakest iteration, weakest iteration of that Heat roster. Absolutely. 
Um, Tyler Hero, notwithstanding, he's he's hurt. Um, with that, I think the Heat they the Heat have had a great run. Eight seed going to those conference finals. <laughs> they had a great run. However, they're just not enough. They're also play, playing as the most talented team they've seen thus thus far this year. And while the Heat roster is questioned, they're they're they have a bunch of guys that can play, but I wouldn't call them a deep team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're the deepest team. They have a lot of guys that can get run off the floor by a team like Boston. Switch a, a, a team with very few weak defenders or no weak defenders. No one that plays is a weak defender aside from Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser's like 13 minutes this whole playoffs. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think Boston's going to take take Miami out this year. And I'll give it six because Boston just does not know how to how to lock in at all. Mm-hmm. The last round, I'm surprised they got out of it. It was two teams playing to lose and Boston just so happened to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You gotta see about Jason Tatum. All right, but um, yeah, like Duncan Robinson's been getting a lot of minutes. That's not a good look against Boston. Kevin Love uh, might get bodied. He, if Kevin Love gets on a switch with Jason Tatum, you have to have the stretcher ready. You know, like that's gonna go bad. Uh, Gabe Vincent, he he's been solid, but I think Marcus Smart would be plenty. To take. Marcus, that guard rotation will definitely give him his biggest challenge yet so far in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Butler is going to do what Jimmy Butler does. Bam, I I like the matchup with Rob and I like our big man lineup out there with Bam. You know, with Bam getting forty plus minutes, mm-hmm. I like a lot of. I think I think Boston has a lot of answers for what the Heat have. The Heat play hard. They're going to definitely win win one game off Jimmy Butler, and the other the other guys might just fill in and surprise us and. No, they not might might knock down forty percent of their threes again, like they've been doing all playoffs, and win a game. But I really, really just think Boston is just too talented. However, Miami does have the best the best coach in the series, arguably the best coach in the league. So, you know, I definitely they're gonna give a, put up a fight. But again, I really just think it's sometimes a team's too great. Like you know, Cavs Warriors two twenty eighteen like. The Cavs are cool. The Cavs, you know, they got to the finals, but the Warriors are just better. Sometimes being better is all you need, and I think that's the case this time around. That's a fact. Like, I don't think you can do all the, all the analysis you want, but sometimes one team is just better than the other, point blank. Right. I'll say this. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go Boston in seven. Here's why. Spo is that much better than Missoula. That's yeah. why I think that y'all have a good team, and di- but I, I think that last round, one one key thing is that how can I see this? Boston and Philly were polar opposites. In terms of build, we were purely an inside out team and y'all are a wing dominant team. This round, Miami is built damn near the same. And I think that they have the perfect pieces to deal with you. Like, I feel like there were a lot of mismatches that you could exploit last round. Mm-hmm. And that you can look for and hunt. This round, 
Miami has some perfect guys to deal with, you know, a guy like Jason Tatum, for example. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is there. Guys like Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. Kyle Lowry's going to make them work. Struess and Gabe right. Vincent going to fight and make them work. And then, again, they can keep them games close. And Miami's not going to quit. They're not going to give up like the Sixers did. Mm-hmm. They're going to fight a lot harder every game, I think. And then also, again, I think that Spo is going to outcoach Missoula on a, on a multitude of occasions. So I see this going to seven. I think that, again, it's going to come down to the home court advantage in Boston. Yeah, that game game seven Boston energy was crazy. Like I felt that joint through my friggin' TV, bro. Yeah, I think that it'll take game seven in Boston to get it done. But I, I, I really, I really like Miami's chances to, you know, fight y'all off. Okay. Just because of effort, coaching, matchups. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be crushed if Miami shocks the world and takes out Boston. Um, uh, that would be, that would be intriguing. A finals rematch? And that'd be crazy. Tyler Hero <laughs> on the way back because they said that Tyler Hero is anticipating, like they were hope, they're hoping that he's back for the finals, but they got to get there first. So, right. uh that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I. I it's crazy. The the Lakers and Celtics could be in the finals. Mm-hmm. Now, this has been an amazing, amazing playoff so far. The regular season was kind of all right, but <laughs> this regular playoff has been great. Another exciting round coming up. We shall see who who uh who wins, how it plays out. We know we know we're gonna see we know we're gonna see some big performances though. Like you know Jimmy Butler 40 bombs coming. You know Jokic is probably gonna average like a triple double. Like you know Braun and A D gonna do their thing. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum better do his thing. <laughs> nah, I think he I think that last that last game definitely was a. It, 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 I think that mattered. Mm-hmm. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll have to see him do it again. Oh yeah, he might he, have to. Because if he struggles against Miami, he might not get going in the fourth. It might not be one of them situations where he could yeah. just keep going in the fourth. Yeah, like you said, the matchups to just hunt aren't there. He kind of has to. The coach is gonna have to get him some easy looks at that point. And Missoula was the type to just let things happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And 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 Spo is gonna be on that ass if if they if they make mistakes. So right. He will prey on Missoula's mistakes. Any final thoughts ready to get out of here? Let's watch. I'm excited. Let's see. Let's see what happens. All right. Yep. That's it for today's episode of Game Time. This is Zach Wright, hosted by Jeremy Wilson. Thanks again, everyone, tuning in for these last few years. Appreciate y'all so much. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Game Time underscore podcast, on Twitter at Game Time underscore ZNJ, as well as Facebook at Game Time with ZNJ to stay, the, to stay up to date on further content. Listen to future episodes. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We can't wait to talk more basketball on Game Time.